Regina, my gosh, um, you know, we met through networking and, you know, now when I see you, like, I give you a big hug and, uh, and then we start talking and I'm like, oh God, we have a lot in common. And, um, and, and, and now I'm so excited you're on the show. Top three, where I share their secrets and their mistakes. So Regina Hess is in the house today and Regina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I, I'm very honored to be here. I listen to it all the time. So I feel like uh, you're in my car with me at all times. You. I mean, I, I, I go, I, I love doing these. I feel as if everybody has a story and the more mm -hmm. you ask questions, the more you learn about people. And I feel like at least one story will resonate with somebody out there. So I think it's really important. So Regina, how did you get started? Go right wow. to the just a go right to it huh um so i grew up in the financial industry uh, i started at merrill lynch then i went to wells fargo uh, i've been in the industry for over 25 years uh, but i was really not happy with certain aspects of it um and i didn't like the fact that uh managers or whoever would try to push certain types of product on me or try to force me to choose that for my clients and i was just like you know what i cannot keep doing it so it, i felt like i was like doing the heisman like pushing them back pushing them back you know um and finally i was like i i just have to do something on my own so i decided to go independent and start my own company. So it was kind of fitting that I left uh, the former company and went independent or literally July 4th weekend in 2015. So I feel like, oh my gosh, I got my own independence right around July 4th. So it was kind of really cool, the timing of it. And I didn't even plan it that way. It just kind of fell uh, yep. that way, but it, it worked out really well. And uh, it, I have not looked back since. It was uh, a great decision. But let's go back. Let's go okay. back to that day when you said, I can't take it anymore. What were signs for you that you knew I had to do my own thing? Oh, well, oh, I don't know how much I, I want to say about that. But uh, there was, uh, I had already planned my exit. And in my industry, literally, you hand your res resignation in and you walk out the door and you start calling your clients and they're calling your clients to try and keep the client. So about... This was the icing on the cake for me about two weeks before I was about to leave. I had a manager come in to me and say, okay, hey, we have this new program and we want you to put your clients into it. And I'm like, well, I love the idea of the program, but I looked at it and I broke it down and I did all the research on it. And I'm like, I really don't think it's a good fit for my clients. And honestly, it looks like these guys all played golf together and that's how they got on the program. I'm like, because I don't see the quality there. And, <laughs> and he turned to me and he's like, well, the only thing you have to worry about is that, you know, we make more money and you make more money. And that's why you should do it. And I was just like, oh, in my head. And I was like, oh, and that, that is exactly why I'm leaving here and going independent. So I can do the right thing for my client, not what you think is right for a company. So that was my, nope, I'm doing the right thing. Ouch. Yeah, Ouch. it was tough. It was tough and very timely because, you know, as you know, when you're about to embark on your own business, you're like, oh my God. God, what am I doing? Like literally up until the day I handed my resignation and I'm like, 
what am I doing? I'm responsible. I have three kids. I have a husband. My mom lives with me. My brothers rotate through my house. Like I take care of a lot of people. And if this fails, I am hurting a lot of people. OMG. Um, I was really, really scared uh, to go do it. But I will tell you, when I walked out of that building after handing my resignation in, it, it felt like the weight of the world lifted from me. And I, and I knew, I knew right then and there, I'm like, this is the right thing for me. This is the right thing for my clients. And I, I'm not going to look back. And I'm so happy I did it. So when you got started, you know, people always say to me, oh, you already had clients when you started. I said, no, no, I had zero clients. Um, mm. What were you doing that very first month? Like, how did you get yourself organized? Because it's not easy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Looking back, it's like, oh, it was a total mess. <laughs> Well, yep. so first of all, I had to go by myself. I, I, I literally started by myself. I didn't even have an assistant. So I was literally trying to figure out the paperwork, calling all my clients saying, Hey, you know, here's why I'm leaving. Here's why I think it's better. This is, you know, this is the value that I can add to you. And I think that's why you should come with me. So, cause it's a fight for the client. And then in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out how to fill out all this paperwork. And then Thank God my um, my nanny at the time had been with me for years and years and years. But during that time, she was going to college. She graduated. She had just graduated um, from Westchester, like magna cum laude, really smart girl with a teaching degree. But then realized like she likes the littles. She likes the little littles. And that's like preschool. And you really didn't get paid much to do that. So she's like, well, why am I going to do that? I'll get paid less doing that than working for you. But then my kids were getting bigger. So I just asked her one day, I'm like, well, it doesn't sound like you're too enthralled with the teaching. I said, I do not want to take anything away from you, but would you want to work with me on in my business? And she jumped at it and it worked out so well. Um, she was fantastic. And, you know, here she goes from a nanny teacher <laughs> to working in the finance world, which is a completely different language. And she did an amazing job. So she, she saved me by coming in, like literally like a month after I started, she was there right, right by my side helping me. And what's she doing now? She, she just had a baby. She's her, her, her first baby. So she is at home with her baby right now. But it's crazy how you can do that and see that passion in people and see that spark in people and put them in roles that they never thought of before and they succeed. Yeah. Yeah. She did. So amazing. So amazing. And I was afraid to, you know, in my industry, like I was afraid to take anybody else. Cause it's like this big secret that you're leaving. And usually if you have an assistant, they're working for two or three other people. So it's like, all right, well, if I tell her and ask her if she wants to come with me and she says, no, don't want to, she could tell these other people and it gets back to the company. And then I'm really in hot water. So it was just like, I'll just, I'm going to be on the secret mission and figure it out. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, that was a very, very hard start there. And now your company, also you started in 2015 um, and now today it's 223, 2023. How different or how similar is it from that day one? Oof. Um, I guess in some ways it's, it's different, um, because we've come so far and, you know, it used, 
back then, back then, it's only eight years ago, we literally did everything via paper. We killed so many forests. And now we can do the digital signatures and stuff like that. So what took me three to five months to bring my clients over now it takes somebody four weeks because they can do everything digitally. It's amazing. So that part is awesome. Um, but I guess the thing that's the same is that I literally have a brand new staff because, you know, my assistant just had a baby and she worked, waited a long time for this baby. So she's now at home and I have a new assistant. I have a relationship manager that's been with me for a year, but she doesn't come from the, from, from the financial field either. So I'm teaching her the field. Um, you know, and then I brought my husband into the business. So like, it's like, I'm teaching all these people while still trying to, you know, go forward. So I'm like, okay, I'm like two steps back to get one step forward, but we'll get there. We'll get there. You do. And that's how you learn too. I think it's really interesting. And this whole show is about that. It's about your secrets and then your mistakes. And if you had to categorize, you know, because being a female entrepreneur is not easy, but if you had to categorize like some mistakes that you definitely encountered that you would say, if I could do it again, I would do this differently. What are some of those? Wow. How long do you have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, well, so the one thing is I knew what I didn't, like I knew that I didn't know a lot of stuff because I know how to be a financial advisor. I know how to be a financial planner, but I was never a business owner. So I've done a lot of research and classes and coaching and stuff like that to be, you know, learn how to be a business owner. So that's been good. I wish I had done it sooner, uh, like a year or so while I was planning on leaving, I should have taken those classes. The other mistake that I made, uh, definitely made was not firing soon enough, like waiting and thinking, okay, well, you know, a couple more clients, you know, a certain amount more clients, and then I'll, you know, then I'll be ready to hire that person. And well, that bit me in the butt. It really did. But that's that's how you learn. So uh, won't do that again. Yeah, it's good advice. I, I know I didn't hire my first full time for three years. And I kept saying I should do it sooner. I didn't hire an assistant. Um, Oh, my gosh, I'm just like seven years in. I kept saying I could wow. do it. Yeah, I could do oh it. I could my. do it. And now you're like, uh, my team is like, what took you so long? You know, know. it's just so much more effective. And there's so many great virtual assistants out there too. If you're going to get started in something, just have them, you know, give your calendar up and it's hard because you have to like tell people like, let it go, let it go. You mm. know, even my, my financials, when I started, I had a good friend of mine doing my financials and she's a CPA, has her own bookkeeping business. And she too, she's like, I know you're an accountant, but you're going to have to let go. And yeah. um, it's, it's, but now I'm like, here, take it. Cause I trust you. I know what you're doing and all. And, and we're in good shape, but man, at first you're like, Ooh, it's a, we're control freaks you know we, yeah we, we are we are but it's one of the best things we can do is learn how to give up control even if we have to do it step by step yep. and then the freedom of not having to do those types of tasks anymore it's like oh good i don't have to do that that's great but of course you know you have to make sure it's somebody you trust and you know they can do the job and you know you watch them for a little bit of time and then you're like all right they got it yeah and i think the younger you start being an entrepreneur the harder it is um, because you, you're proven to yourself, you can do this, you're proving other people that you can do this. I don't need anybody's help. And then you realize, you know, when you get older, you're like, no, if you want to do that, it's yours. Do you want to take care of this? Yeah. It's yours, you know, to get moving. Yeah. What about your successes? What were some things that you probably, you know, do a lot of conversations with other women entrepreneurs and say, you know what, here are three things I would say you should definitely do when you're starting a business. What would they be? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, when you're starting a business. Okay. Um, one, talk to other business owners. Uh, that's definitely something I did. And I, I actually literally interviewed probably 20 people uh, who were in my business. Uh, and I, I probably should have been, uh, expanded that horizon, but I did interview a lot of people who were in the business who were, you know, independent and, you know, what they did and, and things like that. And I think that really helped me, um, not just for, you know, how to set up, but what do you need as far as the tech stack and the office and, and stuff like that. So that was, that was a, a really good thing that I did. Um, and then being open to learning, uh, because, you know, change is hard. Nobody yeah. likes change. Uh, there's this book called Who Moved My Cheese? I think it's been around forever. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I read that probably 20 years ago before I even thought I would ever be out on my own. But just be willing to change and roll with it and don't be resistant to it because change, even though it's hard, can be good. Um, and then, you know, the basic thing, and this is something that I believe, even though it's never fun while you're going through it, is things happen for a reason. So things that I thought I was going to do or wanted to do or wanted for my business, they didn't evolve. Um, but kind of sometimes blessings in disguise because uh i wasn't really ready like one of the examples of that would be i was talking to a lady uh about a year or so before COVID about her retiring me buying her book and and things like that and at the time i was like this is a great idea like i can do this and then you know it it she just wasn't ready to to give up yet right um she's like i'm gonna work for another couple of years and, and keep going and then um you know, nine months later, a year later, I'm like, God, that, that was a really good thing that didn't happen. I was not ready. I was not as ready as I thought I was. So it, it worked out perfectly. It's funny how those things do happen, the right time, right spot, right place. And, and you yeah. don't realize that at the time, but, um, you know, it is, it is interesting. Now tell people about what you do, what your company does. Oh, okay. So I am a financial planning firm and an asset management firm. So what I do is I start with people and I basically talk to them about what they're doing now, what they're saving, how they're investing. We talk about their investments, their debt, their income, everything like that. And we build a plan for them to either grow towards financial independence or retirement, depending on where they are in their lives. So kind of like, uh, you know, how in the old days we would get these trip ticks from uh AAA. like we literally build the trip tick or do your gps for your financial future um so i do a lot with that and then with that we use that to guide us um as far as um you know building the investment portfolios and managing the investment portfolios so so that's what we do we also have once uh in our financial planning, we have a little sub, uh, sub niche of working with women going through a divorce. Um, there's specialized planning, believe it or not, it's a different type of planning that you have to do. Um, and we find that e even with our, our younger professional women, um, the men still have those relationships with the financial advisors and the women are not part of that relationship. So they're kind of not on top of what was going on. Um, whether or not they wanted to be or just too busy or were excluded. I've had that happen uh, with some clients. Um, and so we help them decide on, you know, what are the better assets uh, for their asset division? And then how is that going to help them moving forward? And then, of course, obviously doing a lot of handholding to make sure they're going to be okay on the other side of the board. So going back now, doing it for several years, top two things you have found as particularly with women and what they probably, if you give them any advice, two things that you would give them advice on would be what? 
Um, you can do it. Uh, you do not have to rely on someone else. Um, you know, you can partner with somebody like we outsource a lot of things, um, but you can be part of the conversation and it's not as scary as, as you think it is. Uh, once you sit down at the table and start having that conversation, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's a lot, it's not as hard as people think uh, to be part of that conversation and to direct your own uh, financial destiny. Gotcha. And then what is your background? How did you even get into this world? Oh, oh, you asked a pointed question there. Well, great news. Uh, I have a bachelor's in science of nursing. I was a critical care nurse. Love it. Um, I know, right? So talk about uh, different backgrounds. So I went from taking care of people's physical health to yep. their financial health. So when I graduated college, a friend of mine wanted to teach me about the stock market and, and said, hey, I'm going to buy a stock for you, but you have to pick the stock. You have to do the research. You have to tell me why. You have to tell me about the company, what makes it a good purchase, stuff like that. So he created a monster. I loved it. Uh, and it's something, you know, again, I, I was never raised to look at finances or think about the stock market or anything like that. Um, so it never even occurred to me. Um, but once I was working, I, I was working literally as a critical care nurse and went back and took business classes and, and, and finance stuff. And uh, I was like, well, you know what, this is not so bad. So eventually I made a transition. I love that story. I think Isn't that funny? No, but I think it's great because if you really ask a lot of people where they got started, it has nothing to do with their majors in college, you know, right. and I know people no, it doesn't. don't get so stuck on that. If you can do it, get it done, you have the grit, you can do anything, you know, but you don't can. get stuck and you can change your career a lot. And people get so stuck, like, oh, I've been doing it for so long. I'm like, no, that's a mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to like shift mm -hmm. that mindset. As long as you're still growing and if you're not growing, figure out a way to grow. So I love right. that. Probably a great yeah. to share other people too. And then you liked it and get it moving. Now, how is it how is it working with your husband? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's, that's a tough one. Um, but the good thing is like um he's you know, he's open to learning. He's been a far talk about changing career. He's been a pharmacist for over 30 years. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, at that point where last year I was really trying to reshuffle the office and, you know, I was worried about like the people I was interviewing um, really did not have the integrity that I was looking for. And I, I was just like, I can't hire these people. They're just not the right fit. I cannot take that chance for my clients. I can't do it. So then we just started talking and eventually we're like, all right, well, we don't have anything to lose. You know, he's obviously very, has a lot of integrity. He's very smart. He's very good at math. So um, he's learned, he's taking the CFP classes right now. And uh, I think he'll sit for it in March and, um, you know, just helping me out in the office and, and learning the business. It'll take him a good two years to have a, have his sea legs up about him. But we, uh, we make sure that we're, you know, I'm in the front of the office, he's in the back of the office so that we're not together all day because that would probably not be a good idea. No, it probably wouldn't be. That's why I have an office a mile away from my home. So, because my husband yeah. works from home. So it's a good move. Um, yeah. and, uh, but you have three kids too. Do you see them in the business one day? Maybe, maybe. Um, but my rule is like, so I have two in college, one in high school, uh, one's a finance major and one's a political side philosophy and economics because he wants to be a lawyer. But my thing is that 
I want them to go out into the world and work yeah. uh, for somebody else for about five years to get oh. real life experience. And so that they don't come and sit here and say, well, it's my mom's business and I'll just sit here and do it. No, not going to happen. Yeah. Mine doesn't want anything to do with it. He wants to do his own thing, his own shingle, his own world. And I'm sitting there like, okay. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, so be it. So here we go. Kind of a deal. So um, you're a busy person obviously mom, caretaker, business owner, you know, lots of good stuff. Um, what's your pieces of advice to tell women, you know, like I've learned now doing this for so many years, I should have done this more for myself um, to take care of you. What are the two things they should do more often? Uh, well, I'm not still good at this. I'm still, I'm a work in progress myself. Um, but you know, I am trying to take time for me, uh, like what I've been doing for, I guess about six months, I've been really consistently good about, I leave work early on Mondays around three thirty, quarter four, and I meet somebody it's an appointment. I meet a friend and we walk for an hour. Right. Um, otherwise I'll just work. Cause if I don't have to meet her, I'm like, well, I just blow that off. I'll, I'll walk another day and you know, you're not going to happen. So make an appointment with a friend um, mm -hmm. to do something outside of work, something outside of home, whether or not yep. it's a walk or a bike or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's working really well uh, for me. Um, and then I fall off the exercise cart a lot. Like I start and stop, start and stop. So I'm not great about that, but um, I think, one of the good things that I do is, you know, the drive that you have back and forth to work, um, listening to podcasts, whether or not it's work related. I listen to your podcast. I listen to a bunch of other podcasts, but there's also like business stuff, fun stuff and health stuff. So I kind of mix it up um, so that I get a little bit of well-rounded information and it keeps it keeps my mind working a little bit. Oh yeah, I do. I have my assistant now put on the calendar at least once a week in the morning, a walk and talk. And the oh, idea yeah. is when I sit with somebody saying, I know it sounds crazy, but you would, but you want to walk with me for an hour instead of sitting in front of coffee and having two scrambled eggs. And, um, it. and they love it. And once they're into it, they're like, this is great. And we go to ride on a trail. We do a, it's like a, almost a four mile walk all together. And, um, and it's great and you're all sweaty, but you go home, you take a quick shower, then you're going back to your thing again. But they, you know what's funny as entrepreneurs, you feel guilty because you're like, you're not at the computer. But then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm at the computer 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, stop yeah. feeling guilty because it's not about uh, like we're so into that, you know, eight to five mentality of all well, eight to 10 half the time. But we have to get out of that and just take care of us because, uh, you know, I'm getting older. You could stay young. But I'm getting older and, um, you know, but it's getting harder, you know, to do all yeah. that, make that moving. But I don't, if it's, I'm the same way, if it's not on the counter, it doesn't get done. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear you're a fast walker too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a very fast walker. It was funny. I don't think I am, but my whole team tells me all the time. They're like, oh my God. And I said, I'm, what? I'm walking normal. And they're just like, you walk really fast. And I said, Maybe I have long legs. I don't know what it is, but I, I time myself. I'm such a numbers person too. So I have like this, I challenge myself. I'm like, I can make, I can take off two seconds from my last time, you know, and I'm, I'm one of those anal people. Oh, okay. Okay. You can do it with yourself. I love it. Oh, well, You're not an auntie. Yeah. That's a total entrepreneur trick. <laughs> I'm 
it's a little bit competitive there, but that's okay. Um, so what book are you reading? Do you do books or Audible? Oh, books. And uh, I uh, read on the Kindle, uh, even though I like a real book every once in a while. Yep. I love, like reading is actually my uh, stress, de-stressor. Like yep. whenever I'm like totally stressed, I can get away in a book and ignore everyone in the room. Really. Yep. Like my husband has said, yep. I've been talking to you for five minutes. Oh my God, I didn't hear you. Wow. That's <laughs> um, that's yeah, yeah. So uh, right now, I just finished. Uh, I like historical fiction for some reason. I love reading that. I just read Salt to the Sea. It's based in World War II, um, and it was a you know a, a, a ship that went down uh, with you know some characters in there. And that's my personal stuff. And then I just read for business. I read Ten uh, X is Easier Than Two X with uh, yep. Dan Sullivan and uh, Ben Hardy. I think it is. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a lot of really good books that I, I tried out here and there. So, uh, and I'm still working on Atomic Habit. I think I'm about halfway through that. I'm reading the, um, the Art of Possibility right now by Rosamund Stone Zanger and Benjamin Zanger. As I, I look Ooh. it up, I always forget the titles, but it's really good. Uh, it's about the art of possibility, about the thinking about how to relook at things and not just just because someone says it's this way doesn't mean it has to be that way and give right. you all these examples of how people took things and because there are the possibility like out of bloom like now we do it this way you're like oh so instead of thinking like the light just works this way like why is it round why can't it yeah. be this? you know what i mean it's really pretty cool good stuff but i'm an audible girl so if i take a uh, walk yeah. down the shore yeah because that's on your walk right yeah, and I walk by myself. I um I do a lot of that, and uh, especially like down the shore. So I'll tell my husband like, "How about you take your car? I take my car." And he's like, "Well," I said, "I I get I have an agenda." So <laughs> you know, and he's just like, "Oh, okay." Um, but it's it's always interesting. Um, so it was pretty full. So what's in the future? What do you think the you know with the economy? My next question is like, you know, economy is a little crazy this year, a uh, little rocky road, I call it. What do you, what's your prediction? Um, well, I'm going to rely on the analyst prediction that they give me because they, that's all they do. And uh, some of the analysts are leaning towards a recession uh, at the end of this year, beginning of next year. Yep. Um, and we're starting to see, and I know, you know, you're probably seeing the um, job rate changing faster than most people, um, yep. but it's really not, the people in the news aren't paying too too close attention to it. And, and uh, that's really surprising. Yeah, we started... So, we started seeing it actually last fall. Um, oh, okay. Last fall, right. So it takes about two years to go through. So we actually okay. see, uh, even though recession, I personally think mm. we are in it um, mm. without the unemployment piece of it. Um, but everything else has given me that indicator. Um, I also think um, that it's going to be not hard, but I do think it'll be a little rocky again in the fall as well as the spring. And then it could yeah. go back up like next summer. It's going to have to yeah. too soon year. There's no way. Yeah. That it gets bad before an election right and no um, yeah they, they, they keep things quiet before that yeah and i and i agree the analysts are saying you know like it's not going to be a 2008 recession it's not going to be a horrendous recession you know just kind of like a not a blip on the radar either but you know it's not going to be horrendous so you know it's just one of those things we just got to deal with it. it's part of the cycle up down up down you know and then you know once we get through the recession and hopefully we go into another bull market fingers crossed yeah, and then just have your reserves. Be be, be proactive. Oh, use your savings, and do your expenses every six months, and really go into like, do I need it? Do I want it? And, and yeah, the want it, get rid of right now because um, you know it's really gonna hit hit the purse. 
So I make sure you have all that, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. As uh, you're right, as an entrepreneur, definitely have that extra cash flow uh, hidden for those emergencies. Yeah, don't rely on your line of credit. Um, because unfortunately, uh, the more the interest rate goes up higher, the more they can pull that on you quickly. If you don't have it, not a good thing. So I was yeah, very careful. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Well, Regina, I'm so excited that you're on our show. So excited. Another female entrepreneur, very successful one, good friend. Thank you for being on the top three today where entrepreneurs share their secrets and mistakes. And to everybody out there, keep listening. Please say like to us and we'll talk soon. Take care, guys.